Desert Island Books on NHR in association with NUH Library Services. Right now on NHR, I'm uh, delighted to welcome another guest uh, on our series Desert Island Books. And a very warm welcome to Leanne Edwards. How are you doing today, Leanne? Hiya, um, I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm not bad myself, thank you. Now, um, tell us first of all what you do at NUH. Um, so I'm a Macmillan Information and Support Officer. Um, so I work at the Macmillan Information Centres, um, both at the City Hospital and over at the QNC. Now, um, in just a few days ago, uh, on the 4th of February, uh, there was uh, World Cancer Day. What can you tell us about uh, about that? Um, so World Cancer Day, like you say, um, was on the 4th of February. Um, so what it aims to do is to raise awareness of cancer and um, get people talking but also highlight some of the issues um, that people face um, so this year was a bit of a focus on some of the health inequalities um, and like I say just getting people paying attention looking out for kind of any signs and symptoms speaking to the GPs and um, speaking to friends and family if they are somebody that has cancer Um, because I I think people sometimes forget that cancer affects not only the person with the diagnosis Mm. but it affects absolutely everybody around them as well so that can be family, friends, it could be a neighbour and these are the kinds of people that we offer support to um, in our service. So obviously you, you, you help out uh, a lot with the carers who are, who are mm. related to cancer. Um, what, what about your own background then? Tell us a bit about you and your connection generally with, uh, with the hospital side of things. Um, so I am a former hospital social worker. So some, some people might boo at that. <laughs> Um, but I used to work um, with NUH, um, but for Notts County Council. Um, so I did a lot of work around hospital discharge with adults, which was very, very pressured. Um, and my thoughts do go out to my former colleagues that are still doing it um, and still giving their all every day. Um, but I did do about four and a half, five years um, ward attached to the oncology and haematology wards um, over at City. So that's kind of what sparked a lot of my interest um, in supporting people that are affected by cancer. Um, so kind of moving into this role was a, a bit of a logical progression, really. Because right. um, I think my old role changed so much that there was such pressure and focus obviously on delayed discharges and you know the impact that the social care issues have on kind of the trust and, and people within the hospital um, and I, I just got to the point after 11 and a half years where I thought I need to change and I just wanted to reignite that passion again um, and that's how I've ended up here. And tell us a bit more about uh, the uh, the office, the Macmillan Cancer Information uh, Office. Uh, how many people are in your uh, team or, or is it just you? No, um, we're a small team. Um, so I've gone from a team of 30 to a team of three. Yay. <laughs> um, so the team's made up of um, our information specialist, um, Alison. Um, so she's the service lead. Um, then there's myself and then there's our assistant, Karen. Um, so there's the three of us that cover both centres. Um, but 
a little bit of news on the grapevine. Um, Ooh, we are going to be advertising for a couple of posts um, soon mm-hmm. um, in the next couple of weeks um, to come and work with us. Um, so it's a really good opportunity if it's something that you're passionate about, um, like I say, just to come and join us. Right. So if people know someone who might be interested or they mm-hmm. themselves might be, they can, they can uh, get in touch with you guys. Um, now, what about outside work? Do you have any... Uh, any passions or interests or hobbies? Um, what do you like to do away from work? I love cats. <laughs> so I spend a lot of time being a crazy cat lady um, with my my little fluffy, my fluffy madam, I call her. Um, so she takes a lot of my time up because um, obviously she's super cute when she's sleeping. So I, I need to fuss her. <laughs> and she likes to run around and drive me nuts. Um, I also started, um, I rejoined the gym not in January. I thought I'm not going to be a January joiner, um, but I joined kind of late last year because um, I decided that I wanted to get stronger. Um, so once a week, I do um, have sessions with somebody that's teaching me how to deadlift and, and lift big heavy things, um, which I find is a really good stress reliever. Um, so I'm, I'm not quite at the biggest heaviest things yet, but I'm getting there. And like I say, as weird as it may sound, it it kind of takes your mind off work and just kind of gives you that downtime just to focus on yourself um, and I've started doing Japanese lessons as well oh I thought, oh, I go thought on. you're never too old to learn something come on so, how, is yeah. that in is that in a classroom thing or do you mm. do it on on apps or no I tried the app route but the pronunciation and stuff I just found really tricky mm-hmm. um but there's a local lady down in sherwood um that started doing a beginner's class a few weeks ago so i'm literally going to be doing my fourth lesson tomorrow <laughs> oh, fantastic mine's very limited um, i think i can maybe order something off the off the sushi menu i think hajima <laughs> and dojo yoroshiku are the only ones i remember from my trip to tokyo many years ago but i'm sure you can tell us a lot more so we look forward to an update on japanese <laughs> lessons certainly Anne, as well um now the cat thing uh i i i have nothing against cats i i'm actually quite allergic to cats but the cat cafe have you ever been to the cat cafe in town yeah i have um i took my little cousin there for her birthday when she was 16 so a couple of years ago because my auntie's got six cats i think wow <laughs> um but no we took her there for a bit of cake and that um i was a little bit worried about the welfare of the cats because there was a lot of little children kind of running around trying to pick the kids up the cats up sorry um but the staff seemed quite responsive so that was quite nice wow. um but no I'm, i am the person that kind of looks at the rescue pages and sees all the cats and then i, I wish i could home all of them but we did have a couple, um, but one of them sadly passed a couple of years ago. And I just think, well, my little madam's going to be 11 this year. I just feel it's probably not fair on her to introduce someone. Well, it would be someone else to her. So, yeah. yeah. Um, now, you, you're a bit of a reader as well. Tell us uh, about you and, uh, and reading. So um, the reading thing... Was I was a bit surprised when I got asked to do it because I think I did mention in the bio for it, I used to absolutely love reading. But then when I went to uni and did my social work degree, it wasn't reading for pleasure. It was reading about law and reading about kind of social policy and different things. And reading almost became 
boring to me and it became quite a functional task so I kind of got used to scan reading to find that little bit of information to back up what I was saying in my essay and then when I kind of left uni and did some post-qualifying stuff it it was a similar thing it was very much a needs must Mm. but then during the pandemic I I was having a bit of a tidy up um, so you know passing time like we were all trying to do and trying to get through and I found a box of books and I thought, oh, where have these been? <laughs> um, and then I started trying to read them. And again, I just started scanning and I thought, what am I doing? I'm trying to do this for something I want to do, not because I have to. Um, so I started reading graphic novels, um, you know, the non-nerdy way of saying a giant comic. Um, <laughs> because, you know, the balance of kind of pictures and words meant that I was actually taking in the information and not kind of skipping to the end before I'd even started. Um, And I think there's a lot to be said about kind of graphic novels and comics, because I think, you know, historically there's always been this thing around reading has to be words, and it doesn't recognise the fact that some people struggle to read, some people can't read, or Mm. some people, like me, end up reading for functionality rather than for fun. Um, So I think... You know, comics are really overlooked, um, but, you know, on a desert island, you'd run out really, really, really quickly. So <laughs> I thought I could probably give a list of about 50 comic books, but as they're all, you know, really, really thin, I'd be kind of done in about an hour or two. I'd be like, oh, all right, we're not we're not going to cover the comics with, with, uh, with the desert <laughs> island books, but I want at least two or three of your favourite comics. So I like Marvel. Um, so I really like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I really, really love Rocket Raccoon. Um, I don't know why. I just it's probably the animal thing. I love Rocket Raccoon. Um, I really like a graphic novel called Preacher um, that was made into a TV show. I think Amazon did it. Um, it can be quite offensive to some people, um, which is why I didn't put it on my book list. Um, but it's just an, an interesting take on kind of life and stuff um but yeah i'd say they're probably my favorite ones i think the problem is everything i like has been turned into a tv show (laughs) (laughs) or a film (laughs) yeah you kind of think well do i want to watch it or do i want to read it yeah depending on time at least i just think at least there's a choice for people isn't there yeah i have to confess i've always been a film of the book before the book so uh, I tend to tend to be uh, more visual. But uh, uh, anyway, let's get to your Desert Island uh, books, um, your actual um, reading choices. So uh, what's uh, what's your first choice on the Desert Island? Hilariously, and very linked to what we've just been saying, the uh, film book thing. Um, so my first one's Fight Club. Uh-huh. Um, Tell us about that. So I did watch um, the film before I actually read it. Um, so I watched it, I must have been about 17, um, and I remember watching it at my friend's house thinking, oh, this is a bit weird. And I was like, actually, I really, really like this. Um, so I found the book, and the book's not actually that long. I thought it would be a, a lot thicker. Um, but it basically focuses on um, a depressed insomniac man. Um, he ends up meeting the salesman, Tyler Durden, um, they make a club, um, which I cannot tell you about the club. And if you've seen the film, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but basically, it's about kind of what happens in their world. Um, 
things get a, a little bit crazy, I think is probably the, the nicest way of putting it. Um, but it, it's if you like things that are a little bit off the wall, then it's definitely worth a read. And like I say, it's not a big book, um, but the film did do it justice really, really well. Yep, uh, it's a legendary line. It's, uh, but it, as you said, it's something we're not allowed to talk about. Can't mention it. <laughs> All right, the book that must not be named is your first choice. Um, what about <laughs> what about your second choice then for the desert island? So I went with the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, um, which again got made into a film around Christmas time, but I didn't actually watch it. Um, I like it because, kind of going back to what I was saying about graphic novels, it's a mix between lots of pictures and not too many words. Mm. And it's one of those that you can kind of take out of it what you want to. So you can literally just pick it up, look at a page, and then, well, okay. Um, There's one page that always sticks in my head, and um, it's The Boy and the Mole, and it's something along the lines of, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, and then the answer's kind. Yeah. And I don't know why, but that's always just stuck with me. Can I just um, say I just think... that if you've not seen, uh, the, you know, the, the TV version of it, um, mm. please do. It is so well done. Um, is it? Absolutely I was beautiful. a bit afraid to watch it, you know, because I love the book so much. I yeah, thought, yeah. I know what you mean. A lot of people see that, say that. If, if they've read something, then they, they think any visual visualization of it a portrayal would might spoil it for them but uh, myself and my my 12 year old son joe we watched it over christmas and we were just mesmerized by it it was beautiful but uh, anyway it's your choice but i would highly recommend it to you if you haven't seen it um okay so uh book number three then what's that book number three is uh my riot um agnostic front grits guts and glory by roger mirror Mm-hmm. Um, so I love music um, and I'm a massive fan of a genre called New York Hardcore um, a lot of people would see that as kind of like shouty punk people but I like it it works for me um, but it's basically about Roger Merritt who's the lead singer of the band um, he was actually born in Cuba um, and moved into the United States with his family um, during the Castro regime um, so it kind of focuses on his life going through that um, kind of the poverty that his family experienced um, there are elements of kind of violence in there as well um, in relation to his growing up um, so I do always give a bit of a, a warning if anybody does read that there are some themes of violence which people may find upsetting and, um, but I just think because it's such a, a real account of kind of life struggle um, and then finding hope and unity through music um, for me and a lot of people that I know um, we can kind of relate to that are you someone who's who uh, goes to uh, enjoy music um, live as well? Yeah, I, I went to a gig on Sunday actually. <laughs> oh, tell us about it. Um, so I went to the rescue rooms um, to watch a band called Life of Agony, who are from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the 30th anniversary of um, one of their albums, River Runs Red. Um, so they headlined, um, which was amazing because. The singer um, is actually a trans female. Um, so I've followed this band for many, many years um, since before um, the transition of the singer. And I think just seeing the difference with her 
now performing as her um, compared to previous um, performing as male, you can just see the true kind of identity of her. Um, you know, and it really highlights the importance of actually being able to express yourself and live yourself as the person that you feel you are inside and, mm-hmm. and not what people see on the outside. Um, so, yeah, it, it's one of them bands that I could watch a million times over and over again. And like I say, now she's in her own skin. It's incredible. Authenticity, I suppose, uh, mm-hmm. comes out from that. So just give us the title of that book again and the, the writer. What was? Uh, so it was um, My Riot, Agnostic Front, Grit, Guts and Glory um, by Roger Murat. Wonderful. Um, okay, so I think we're on to book number four now. What have we got for that one? Hail to the chin. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that without laughing. Um, so that's by Bruce Campbell. Um, so I'm really into films as well. Um, you might see a little theme here, um, but I really love cheesy horror films. You know, like the B-movies where you've got the really rubbish monsters that come on the screen and you burst out laughing um you know really cheesy stuff from like the 80s um but bruce campbell is an absolute legend um in b movies and he's in some of like my absolute all-time favorite films um but basically the book is about um the underdog making it in hollywood um bit about an insight into making a B-movie, um, you know, in terms of, like, getting the financial backing, um, promoting it and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there's also a bit about his friendship with um, Sam Raimi, who's quite a famous director now. Um, and it's about how they meet um, the Evil Dead. Um, so that's the 1980s one, not the one that was done kind of recently. Right. Um, which everyone absolutely expected to fail. Um, but it's got a massive cult following. Um, plus, it's got some really cool pictures of like him as a kid and some bits from the actual film as well, um, kind of chucked in. As well. So it, you've kind of again, you've got some cool stuff to look at. But it's just a, an interesting story. Okay, we're on to book number five. Then what have we got for that? We've got a Stranger Things book. Um, so it's Stranger Things Suspicious Minds um, by Gwanda Bond. So Stranger Things, that Netflix TV show that you may have heard of. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, started watching it to wind down after work. And I just got absolutely hooked on it, like a, a lot of people I know. And I think um, Rachel from the library, um, when I sent her my list, she, we had a little bit of a, an email exchange about Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, it's not just me. Um, oh, no. So basically, it's a prequel to the TV show. Um, so the main character is called Eleven, um, and she's got powers, um, if you've not seen it. Um, and basically, it's set at the end of the 60s, um, and it's about Eleven's mum, Terry, um, signing up to be a test subject um, for a very hush-hush um, government experiment. Um, and it's basically about kind of what they did to her mum that then influenced and made the powers that Eleven has that subsequently kind of goes on through the show. Right. I think it's something that uh, has obviously taken off uh, immensely. I think it was a number one series on it for a long time on, on Netflix. So, um, and annoyingly, we've got to wait till next year for the final season. It's like, oh. Uh, <laughs> they, get you, they get you on the hook and they don't let you go, do they? 
So that's Stranger Things and Suspicious Minds by Gwenda Bond as your uh, your fifth book that you're going to take on. Uh, I think you need a I think you need a telly screen as well, don't you? Really, you need you need a screen on the side. It's because I thought I'm quite a visual person, so yeah. I thought if I read it, hopefully I'll trigger the TV show and I'll like <laughs> I'll just watch in my head what I remember. <laughs> that was my plan anyway. It sounds like a good idea. Now we always uh, offer our guests the chance to take an extra book that they haven't read yet. So mm-hmm. uh, which one have you gone for? Misery um, by Stephen King. So again, it's something that I've seen the film for. But somebody actually bought me the book probably an amount of years ago that I probably should be ashamed of. (laughs) Um, But it's just been sat there gathering dust and everyone's like, oh, no, the book's brilliant. The book's so much better than the film. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll read it, I'll read it. So I thought, actually, a desert island is no excuse. If I'm stuck, I will read it. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. A uh, A very famous... And a popular writer, Stephen King. I follow him on mm-hmm. on Twitter quite a bit. It's quite a, he's got quite a pithy sense of humour as well. Yeah, he gets quite, mm-hmm. it quite gets quite political too. Um, but uh, but that's great stuff then. So we, I think we've got a, a, a sense of a, a theme running through there, uh, Leanne. Um, we know, we know <laughs> yeah, what's going to entertain she, she, you. She likes pop culture and films. <laughs> yeah, I saw, you definitely need to sneak a screen onto that desert island. But a great selection for you to share with us. Now, uh, we are NHR, we're a hospital radio, and we love to play music, of course, um, for and from our guests. So, uh, wondering if you could uh, uh, offer a dedication for us. Ooh, now that's a tricky one. Um, So, I'm looking at my hands. I'm going to go with the song that I've got tattooed across my knuckles. (laughs) All right, then. Tell us about that. Freebird by Leonard Skinnerd. Absolutely love that song. That's a great choice. Leanne Edwards, thank you so much for joining us today. Great work. Keep it up. And uh, we look forward to having a chat with you another time. Lovely. Thanks ever so much for having me. Desert Island Books on NHR in association with NUH Library Services. <laughs> <laughs>